0: You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. I'm really excited about this episode. It's uh, Bobby Lee. I've known Bobby Lee uh, as long as I've been doing comedy, and he's been one of my heroes. I think he's one of the best. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet in person. He's also kind of like a Pokemon. Like, he's hard to catch. He's one of those slippery, elusive Pokemon that you have to really search hard for. So I found him. And I think he was just in a mood where he was willing to do a podcast, Uh, but I kind of had to stalk him a little bit like the, like the crocodile hunter, like, Bobby, hey, come over here. And he had a backpack and a park on the entire time, and it looked like he was about to get up and run the entire time, but he sat down, he's an amazing guy, amazing comic, and uh, I love what he had to say, so I hope you like it too. All right, bye-bye. It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. (laughs) After Laugh, man. Go ahead, pull up a chair. (laughs) Hey, it's Bill Dawes, and Mm -hmm. welcome to the After Laugh. Uh, I'm here at my undisclosed location by the Laugh Factory. I'm very lucky because I just grabbed... uh, I hate to say it, Bobby. One of my heroes in comedy, I just, I just, Bobby
1: Lee. Okay, can I just say this, though? Yeah. I need you to do an intro, like my
0: credits and stuff. <laughs> okay. So, let's, so let, me, let me see if I remember your credits. I want all of it, though. i all of it. Bobby Lee, you might know him from The Great Dictator. I know that was the last credit you wanted me to bring up. Um, the Dictator? Yeah, I was in that. Not The Great Dictator. It was Charlie Chaplin. So, uh... Bobby Lee. I was in the Sasha one. Bob, you have so many. Fucking Give me the credits. fucking credits. I cannot talk. You have talk. so many credits. I, mean, I want
1: you to try to rattle them off. Oh my god, you did. Uh, don't a worry, Beef a- jerky commercial <laughs> in 1989. Thank you.
0: No, you did. I'm trying to think what it is that you're most famous for. Because I do soft porn in, in Japan. I feel like I can't. It's gay. Turn, it's gay. I can't, I can't flip a channel without seeing your face. I do yum yum. Ch- it's called yum yum choco stick. Love on me. Netflix. How's that? I had a couple episodes of that, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say fresh off the boat. You probably didn't do that. Didn't do that, no. Okay, you weren't in the Hangover. That was the other one. That's real. See, I see, thought you see, weren't going to attack I me. I wasn't, but then you wanted <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a bunch of would, balls. You, uh, you're opening with attacks. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> no. uh, Have Bobby, your fun. You, you you are one of the most successful. I'm on a sitcom now
1: huh? that nobody even watches. What show are you on right now? It's called Splitting Up Together. It's an ABC show. Oh, I've
0: heard a lot about that. Here, it's great. <laughs> well, do in it, huh? I'm in it. You're a series regular. Right? Yeah, that's amazing. You're an asshole. How many episodes have you done so far? How many episodes are out? Tw- Twenty we've done. Oh, so you have a full season of it. We're 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 in the
1: second season now. Oh, you are. You okay,
0: know. Bobby, that's amazing, man. Oh. but I always feel like you're always doing something. No, so no, it never no, feels no. like you're never not working. There since was, I've there's known you. there's been gaps, dude. Where was your biggest gap working? From um, from
1: from Mad TV to. Animal Practice I was on a sitcom called Animal Practice. I remember after the Super Bowl.
0: Right, right. It debuted it like 16 million people the it, first episode. Yeah.
1: So we did um so from Mad TV to that, I spent probably 5 6 years not working at all.
0: By not working at all, no guest stars, no co-stars, no nothing. No acting. I just did the road. Really? Yeah, I just I was just on the road for years. Cuz I met you with Jamie Kennedy is is the court short for your thing? No. No, I, I don't Are you even getting me on this thing? Absolutely. You can see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to
1: feel better, you can no, see it. That's right fine. Um. Yeah. You are. Um. Do you want me to take
0: your ba- relax a little bit? Take your bag. No, off. I like. The, I like. I,
1: I like. I like all my clothes
0: on. In <laughs> my bag. Backpack? and my bag. Everything. No. No. Okay. So I met you. This is actually. I. I have had so many sporadic uh, run-ins and conversations with you, Bob. And you've always been really, really cool to me. I really appreciate that. The first time I met you was probably at the Times Square uh, Laugh Factory. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was featuring for you. And at the time, I think I was doing, like, rolls and flips on stage. And you basically removed me as a feature from the show. You're like, but you were really cool about it. You're like, hey, man, I think you're really funny. But I think I just <laughs> want, like, a different energy for my feature. And you basically I said that?
1: fired me as well, a Well, can I tell you why, though? I think I remember that. No. It wasn't you necessarily. It's just that when I went to that, Jamie, it was when he first opened, Jamie yeah, yeah, Masada, yeah. and he goes, um... Buddy, buddy, I'll fly you out here. I don't know how much I'm gonna pay you, but I'll fly you out here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's New York. I, I might yeah, as I well not. try. So I went out there, and um, zero tickets were sold. <laughs> right. So this is interesting. So I go, what do I do? And he goes, buddy, buddy, you gotta f- pass out tickets. No on way. Times Square. You were barking. I was barking, and then he um, he introduced me to this Japanese girl. Who was at the time sixteen years old? was her name Mika no okay this Japanese girl turns out later in life she becomes the biggest one of the biggest porn stars Asa Akira. this is like a weird segue I was not expecting right okay. So, okay. so when i was si- she was sixteen I was in I don't know in my early thirties uh-huh. she um she handed me out flyers with me and then what happened was then I went to did the shows, but the shows were so light, and it was I I remember being a, it's so difficult that I I looked at you and I said I just can't have that, <laughs> in in such a small yeah you know in front of eighty seventy sixty people <clears throat> yeah it was tough no you so were, I apologize for that no you, were, you were but then Asa the became one of the biggest stars it's Are so you funny. still in touch Be- with her yeah very good friends with my girlfriend and we're very good friends with Asa mm-hmm. and Asa and I uh, she did a uh, a podcast called DVD ASA with David Cho. He's an artist. Uh-huh. So da- I ran into David. He goes, do my podcast. And then when I showed up to this podcast, I see Asa, but now she's a star. Like a big porn star. And, you know,
0: it was just weird to th- see her at 16 and then yeah. now... Well, she wasn't even a- porn at 16, I'm imagining. she was No, but I
1: remember um, we were Facebook friends and then every year she would be like, I'm the biggest dominatrix in New York. <laughs> and I would be going... Go to school. <laughs> like, go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. acting like Asian and stuff. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm a stripper now. I go, what the fuck are you doing? And then, she, then the next, I'm in porn. What the f-? What You know? The fuck? And then I lost touch. But now, I've seen some of her work. She's very good. So that was your reintroduction to her as you were on <laughs> yeah, Pornhub
0: yeah. or something. You saw her like, wait a minute. No,
1: I have DVDs. Well, I, have, I'm, I, I belong to sites now, but mm-hmm. I have DVDs with her on it, uh-huh. but I, I threw those away. Yeah, I can't watch her.
0: <laughs> it's like my sister
1: or something. It's weird.
0: That's really weird. That's also an amazing. Like weird story that involves you firing me as your feature in the in New York Times Square. That was great. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like you still hold a little resentment. <laughs> no, I really, I, I, Bobby. You're honestly one of my favorite. No, comics. no, you hold a little resentment. So tell me about. Tell me about. First, I want to back up a little bit <laughs> to to the the the, the, the uh, origin story of uh, someone I consider a superhero in, in the comedy. I know you don't, but. Um, what got you started in comedy? Were you from a traditional Asian sort of uh, oh, what is this? family? Like, what was, your, what was your upbringing? What is this over here? Well, you said you were doing the Asian uh, thing uh, where uh, you were like, don't do porn. Are, what the so fuck what, are you doing? What, <laughs> what was your... Uh, what, was your <laughs> what? You didn't come out being a funny guy, did you? Were you always the funny guy when you were in like elementary school and no, high school? No,
1: no. I was um a drug addict. Oh. You know, I did like three rehabs in high school.
0: By the way, I've seen you speak at AA meetings. Yeah, so I'm a funny. drug
1: addict. So I was like that That was that kind of guy. I wasn't I never got good grades. I and never, where were
0: you growing up? Where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up in San Diego, but um there was always something just kinda of a little wrong with me. I, <laughs> I, I grew up in the suburbs, like a really nice area. Nice area, nice are schools. Hard working. I have great schools. Great parents. I mean not great but um, abusive.
0: A little abusive, yeah.
1: Well my dad's a alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic and my mom they didn't know what was wrong with me. I was cause I was always kinda of rebellious. Yeah. And um, there's just a lot of fights, you know, but um, I got sober when I was 17.
0: Holy shit. So when did you start doing drugs then?
1: I was like 11 maybe.
0: Wow. Do you remember the moment? Like,
1: Well, I mean, my dad used to have this um, refrigerator in the garage uh-huh. because he drank so much. My mom would just stalk it. Yeah. And there was no, there was no like tally on what's being, you know. Used so I I could just hit that yeah so I that's what I start at nights I would go in there and drink at that time I was eleven so I would like drink three beers get completely drunk did you have brothers or sisters a little brother Steve he was a brother. he was a Christian he was a Christian in straight A's
0: so you're eleven and you're by yourself you're not with friends like hey man my dad's no, I snatch. drink alone you drink alone at eleven
1: and then I would like go to parties and get drunk you know like high school parties yeah. and then I would like I would do like gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I blew a couple of guys.
0: Are you are you serious? Yeah. Now, this is before drugs? No, I was smoking pot, too, maybe a little bit, too. A little
1: pot. I was just wondering, yeah. well, like... From I was the... just weird. Like, I, you know, I have no shame. Of you know, course, yeah, I know. Uh, but I used to just drink and do math and... And blow dudes. And every
0: once in a, well, a while. Well, I always <laughs> feel like... I, I feel like the, the, the... I feel like there's a lot of progressions there. There's drinking, which I understand. I get. You're 11. You're curious. You start drinking. You like it. And then there's... uh. Blowing dudes, which imagine is another big step, and then there's meth. How well, that, the, well, that, well, that, the, the blowing would not happen unless I was completely smashed. up. Of course, yeah.
1: And um, I think that I was born an alcoholic.
0: Really? Yeah, I, I feel like it's uh, hereditary because my mom is a, was a big alcoholic. It was yeah. the same thing; she had every, stocked all the time. My dad had to lock it up. And stuff. Yeah. So what? Uh, so you're born with a trait for alcoholism. So if you drink at all now, I th- it just inevitably
1: it was always going to be where I'm not going to be able to control it. I don't, you know, if I grew up in a different, but I grew up in a great environment. So I think it's just no matter where I grew up, I would have just turned to that because I just had this hole in my soul. You had a void and that was like the way. Just a a sad wind in my heart that like, and I just remember just going, should I kill myself? I hate this. I have no future. Because yeah, I got sh- really bad grades, right? Yeah. I get all C's, D's. Fs I was, I wasn't obviously going to go to college. I kept get, get, kicked out of school because of, you know, my 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 drug usage and got like suspended drink. or you got expelled. I would have got s- expelled for like a semester yeah. here or there, and then um, it's just inevitably going to be just a really bad life. Yeah. But luckily, I got sober at seventeen. So what
0: what what made you get sober? Was there a moment well, in your life? Well, I would be. It
1: was my third place, right? And I went to this place called the McDonald Center. It's in La Jolla. I've heard of it, yeah. It sets, and I um, I was in treatment there, and I remember one day I was at like a counseling session, and I kind of just blurted out, "Fuck this AA, fuck this place." I go, you know, that you know, have you noticed if you go to any of these meetings, you don't see any Asian. That was my thing. Really? Yeah. So why aren't there Asians in a? You know, I don't want to be the only one yeah. or whatever. I don't know why that would be my point of view at the time, no, but, but I it was. See,
0: I could see why that would be a little freaky, though.
1: It was weird, yeah. But then one day they go, s- "We somebody's here to see you." And I was at this. You know, I was wearing hospital gowns. If you look at my Instagram, one of my earliest photos is with me in my hospital gowns in the McDonald's Center. This
0: is when you're 17? How old are you now?
1: I was 17 at the time. 17. Yeah. So I went to the lobby and um, there was this Korean man there. He had long white hair. He also had tattoos to his wrists. And he was lean and kind of, you know, I imagine just kind of muscular but lean. Yeah, yeah. And... He goes. My name is Dan. I'm your sponsor. And so we use this Korean dude, who became my sponsor.
0: They like they they went out of their way to find. Well, they an knew Asian Dan. Guy. Everyone
1: knew Dan. Everyone knew him in this San Diego. Yeah. So, he was sobriety like a, scene. he like he's just been around a while. Yeah. Really good. Uh, you know, he had great sponsors, and he knew. You know, he knew the program inside and out. And he was very hard on me. Yeah. Like when I, my senior year in high school, because I had missed most of my junior year, they uh, said, you're, you have to do another year. And Dan goes, no, 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 no. You're doing only one year. But he, he goes, what do you need to do to, to do one year? I go, what well, I have to do is zero period, a lunch period, a seventh period, and like night school. Yeah. And he goes, you're doing that. Wow. So I remember, like, having to go to school early, like, way early. Yeah. And then I remember, like, staying some nights to do a night school, and my lunches were fucked. Yeah. Right? So then I—and um and then he had me going to a meeting every day, too.
0: Wow. Yeah, so— and This was for a full year, and you did it.
1: I did it, yeah. I graduated. And then I—you um. He, you know, I, I, he's, like, one of those guys that, like, let's go to a monastery for a week and not talk and meditate. And you would do that? Yeah. So, you know, it it taught me, number one, here's the two things that it did for me. It brought, because McDonald's was in La Jolla. Yeah. Which is key to my comedy. Right? And so, when I graduated from high school, I just moved to La Jolla. Yeah. So then all my friends were from La Jolla, and then my day jobs were all in La Jolla. Like, I worked at a coffee shop. I worked at a restaurant. They were all in La Jolla. What else is in La Jolla? I'm asking you.
0: I'm imagining... The Comedy store. Yeah. the Yeah. See, the, the only comedy show, yeah. club left is in La Jolla. So, at this point, did you know you wanted to do comedy? Mm. When, when did that first come? Well, I was happened? working at
1: this place called Disc Cafe. It's no longer there. And there was this girl named Rebecca Dreskin. And she had a boyfriend at the time by the name of Michael Carano. Do you know Mike Carano? That sounds really familiar. Mike Carano is still works for the improv. Okay. At the time... He took over for Dave Becky and, you know, as the guy manager at the Pacific Beach Improv. Yeah. So Rebecca was dating him. So he, I would go to the improv. Yeah. And I saw Bob Cad and all these people, Tom Rhodes, and I saw Brian Regan. In fact, I had Mike and Brian Regan took me to a bar, you know what I mean? I was underage so I was still to be able to get you know they snuck me in or whatever and I would hang out with those guys yeah so that was my still first sober. you're still sober at this completely point completely sober yeah like yeah. in it yeah in it yeah I stayed sober until I was
0: 30 really yeah was that when you did the James Kennedy movie kicking it old school no, no no I no thinking? that was sober then okay so uh, so you were sober from 17 to 30 and when did you st- 30 when did you start doing comedy when did this you were hanging out with these was, guys so I was at
1: so the, this, this cafe place yeah closed the next the club the, the business next to it was the comedy store oh wow so when we closed i walked next door and there was a sign that said help wanted i already knew the manager because i used to get changed from this cafe yeah so i knocked on the door and he goes what do you want i go well the coffee shop closed and i go you have a help wanted sign he's like yeah but will you wash dishes like it'd be a bar back yeah I go, yeah yeah so I was a bar back at the La Jolla Comedy Store, wow. and then there was an open mic, and I watched it. I was working the back, and I was watching open mic. I'm like, I, uh, I think I can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I went up, and it was terrible, but.
0: So you went up on the open mic?
1: Yeah. Then we got like, a couple weeks later.
0: A couple weeks later, you're like, I want to do it. You, didn't, it wasn't a lottery. You just they just let you up.
1: Well, I was an employee, so they just put me up. Yeah and then it happened fast man like I did it for like five months uh-huh. and then Pauly saw me oh wow he was down there Pauly Shore and then he goes open for me in Vegas so then holy nine shit, months shit as in, a feature or is that MC MC, MC? yeah so nine months in I, I'm in Vegas now at the Riv wow and it was Wild Willie Parsons Pauly I'd been doing comedy for nine months and it was 5,000 seats
0: holy shit oh he was huge, huge then. then
1: he was huge then and 5, Mitzi was thousands.
0: there Holy shit
1: And I, I did five minutes Yeah I did the five Do you remember the five minutes no. you
0: did? You don't remember anything You don't remember your first killer joke I or think I,
1: I, I don't remember It's vague Yeah it was Probably some bullshit Asian bullshit <laughs> And then um, Afterwards Mitzi comes up to me and says They didn't really meet her She just goes You're a paid regular And they just walked away Holy shit so, I, then, so what happened was that was bad because when it happened was I came back to San Diego, and I was just hated right away by the local Because everyone knew about this, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'd only been i I also you know dude, it's because I am who I am, and I was sober, but I'm kind of rebellious, like I just kinda of like you know what I mean like like a lot of the local guys had a lot of this ego, yeah, like we've been doing it for thirty years, you're a kid, what do you know, you know that yeah. kind of, and I'm fucking I don't do that, yeah. You know, I don't jive with it. I don't play that game. Yeah. So I didn't really have a lot of allies. What I was good at is I'm very opportunistic. So then when I saw Mencia down there, I became friends with him. And then his manager, Worthy Patterson, became my manager. Oh, wow. So I just got passed, and then I saw Mencia. So then I started opening for Pauly and Mencia right away. Oh, wow. And then five years after that, I did Jay Leno. Jesus. So I just went, bam. You know, I bam, made a bam, decision, bam. and then I I grew fast, and then you know, and then I was in LA, and then I was working the back door, and then Bob Ross, Bob and Ross Mark saw me, and then they're like, "You want to do the Tonight Show?" And then right after I did that, I got Mad TV.
0: Right from the Tonight Show, you got Mad TV, and then I relapsed. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because I read I read Artie Lang's book and that's one times he relapses during mad TV as well yeah what uh so everything's going well so so far at this time when things are going well you're not thinking about booze or, or drugs or anything is it a temptation, well I mean or are you kind of like
1: well what it is is this is that you, to get sober you it, it, it's a it's a spiritual based sure you know idea where you you have to find some sort of you know they say higher power, but but it's very. Sp- it's a lot of meditation, a lot of prayer, a lot of like be- believing.
0: Sure. Hey, give over to faith, God. Faith, you know, they say right. God in the, God, in the yeah, book. God, yeah,
1: yeah. It's not Christian. It's it's just no. not Jesus. Sure. But what happened was, stand up, replaced it. So what happened was when I would perform and I would crush. I f- it felt spiritual. It yeah. felt it was just ego based, but sure. it felt like false a false higher power. It filled you up and it felt like that was a But it's not it, but, it's, but I thought it was the same, but it's not. Yeah. It's not fulfilling. Yeah. Because with you know, with real spirituality, you're helping other people, you're getting out of yourself. Nothing is you know, you're trying to get out of the ego and you know, and being a fellow man, you know, and be in service. Sure. And then when you're in stand up, it's it's so selfish. The the feeling it's like a drug. Sure. You remember the first time you crushed, You thought, "Wow, this is it. I found that thing."
0: Yeah, you're assuming I've crashed before, really? Yeah, you, you're um, well. You're a regular at the Laugh Factory, but, and I've seen you crash. But do you think that? Um, do you think that sometimes when you're performing, like, "Hey, I'm giving people joy," and no. this helps, or you don't no. think like you're no. helping other people by no. that? I I, cause I I I mean, you might believe that. Maybe I'm tricking myself into believing that sometimes just to make myself it's not, not, no, not feel like it's not an an that. Asshole, but. I mean it it is unintentional
1: we do do that. Yeah. Right? But that's not but why But that's we're doing not our intention it. though. Sure, got it. Our intention is to get money and 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 adulation, glory and adulation and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it is and I have to understand what it is when I'm on stage, right? Like Yeah. I have to understand that this is, doesn't mean anything. Right? Yeah. This doesn't necess- This doesn't mean that you're special or that, you know, you're some sort of X-Men. You have some sort of mutant power. Yeah. You're just a regular guy with a weird job, <laughs> you know, and this is your lot in life. Yeah. And luckily you love it. And luckily it's easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're blessed.
0: And that's where you are now. So back to the Mad TV, you were, when you came to Mad TV and you were doing it, and Mad TV was a huge hit coming out of the gate, right?
1: No, it wasn't. It was, um, we were always SNL's bitch. Sure. We never got the same love in any sense of the word. Like, it just was, you know, like, I remember, like, starting on Mad, that's when Amy Poehler started on SNL. Uh-huh. And when I left Mad and when she left SNL, it was a completely different trajectory. Of career, well, right? Her the doors is cl- completely anybody, yeah. closed for us. Really? Yeah.
0: So nothing from Mad TV kind of led to anything else, like the tonight well, it, show. Well, it it it, to the- it
1: it it through time it did. Sure. But immediately immediately after I did it, now through time because of the success of Key and Peel, because they were both on Mad with me. Yeah. Ike Barinholtz is doing very well. Alex Borstein just won an Emmy. You know, Wheel Sass is doing great. Yeah, there's a number of us that you know. Brian is, Callen, yeah, yeah, Callen. So we're you know we have the torch, and we've sort of you know rein, uh reinvented us, ourselves. Sure. Right, which in which makes Mad TV look a lot more. Um, in a more of a positive way. Yeah, well it was
0: probably one of those shows back in the 80s no one watched, but it gets rediscovered. People are like, oh, this is actually pretty it Not easy. only did it
1: watch it, but if you were on it, it was like, I remember like trying to get an audition mm-hmm. and then them going, yeah, we don't see Mad People. What? At all. So crazy. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, but <laughs> like,
0: no, we just don't like the show. So was a relapse based on Mad TV? No. Not well, How did the relapse happen? In retrospect, it's my fault.
1: It is all my fault, but at the time when I got on Mad, I just couldn't get anyone to write for me.
0: What do you mean write comedy, write jokes. No,
1: write sketches oh, for write me sketches on Mad. Sketches for
0: you on the show, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I was the least used. Interesting. I couldn't get in. I couldn't get anything produced. I wasn't good. Like I, I, I was really bad at table reads. I. I had never really acted really much, so I didn't I you're learning to do television.
0: Everything and acting yeah, and characters. At one and time, yeah. right? Like you're
1: and it's so overwhelming and so scary. But you're how old at this point? Twenty two? Thirty. Oh you're thirty at this point. Yeah. And I was green. I'd never done sketch. Right? I didn't know why they even hired me. Because everyone else is coming from uh, improv They're all from right? or
0: yeah. yeah. It was like, and I remember. Do you feel like going into it that like, I feel insecure, I'm not worthy of this, or is it something that developed? No, I was excited at first.
1: Yeah. As soon as I got there, it just was completely taken away from me. Oh, wow. Any kind of confidence that I once had. And two years in, I just, not two years, I immediately um, I relapsed. And then two years of doing drugs and alcohol on the show.
0: You were doing drugs during the show. You got to the
1: point where, dude, they would write me a sketch and I wouldn't even show up to table reads or even the sketch. Really? Oh, there was one time at Griffith Park they had set up like a big epic sketch where they had cameras and, you know, extra. I mean, the whole thing. And I was a little star of the sketch on television. Yeah. And I was in Tijuana <laughs> oh tying drugs to my body in a pharmacy.
0: Tying drugs to your... Why? Yeah, because you I had to smuggle across the border. smuggle smuggling across the border. Oh so God. that
1: you know I would just go down there and just get drunk and do drugs and bang hookers and do yeah. the whole thing and then um and then I remember going in well, at one point in the second year going, "I'm doing drugs and I'm handing drugs out to guests, and I'm bad for the show, you should fire me, and they wouldn't fire me. You
0: Asked them to fire you. Oh, I, had, I, I, I I I hated it. At this point, did you? Did, because I remember watching Mad TV, and I remember you. To me, you were one of the standouts, and I felt like you had it, one it, character that was really. Popular. No, I,
1: Bill. Thanks, but um, you had one character. That, what was? That, I don't what know. Was Bill, your breakout character. Come on, tell there me. There was not one.
0: Wasn't there something like? I that? used to
1: tank and bass song, and I had some blind kung fu master. I had, um, Connie Chung.
0: I did a lot. Connie Chung. I remember Connie Chung. Yeah,
1: I did, uh, and then. I did well. What, I'll to tell you the story. So what happened was, in the, in the end of the second year, I got fired. Finally, after, after you asked me, yeah they fired. But then I got sober, which was you know, that summer I got sober, and what happened was I, I um, when I was using and drinking toward the end of my second year, I auditioned for a movie that I don't even remember auditioning for. <laughs> Holy shit! Which was Harold and Kumar. I I, I auditioned for Harold a bunch of times. I was so drugged out, and, and I was taking 60 Vikings a day. Holy shit. And man. I remember, like, I tested with John Cho. So when I got sober, I was in rehab. My agent called and said, listen, I mean, obviously you didn't get Harold, but John Cho said you should have this part, which is the part I played in Harold Kumar. Yeah. John fought for me. I th- wow. He's the one, right? Because he's like, he auditioned a bunch of times you got to give them something, you know? So I did that one little part. Right when I got a rehab, I went straight to Toronto and shot that. Wow. And then I remember doing Hawaii, which is Jamie's club in Laugh actor. We used uh-huh. to have a laugh actor in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I was in Hawaii, and then I got a call from one of the producers of Mad saying, they know you're sober. They know that you're doing well. They're going to give you like a trial run or whatever. To come back. You need to come back. So I came back the next year and I stayed on it for six more years.
0: Oh my God, that's an amazing story. Yeah, I had no idea that happened. And then
1: when I got off, a Mad, I got canceled. And you were sober the whole time when the whole time. Years, I've been sober yeah. since. Ever so since. Yeah,
0: sixteen, seventeen years now. Seventy years. So that relapse was Dan still around then? Was he still? Kind Dan of was around? out
1: of the picture. That was many years after. Okay. And then when I I got sober again, and then I did the six years, and then when I, and then when Mad ended, my career ended. I couldn't get anything. And I did, did the you... road. And then, you know what I realized though? Is I haven't quit and I'm always around. Like I'm always at the main three clubs Yeah. in Hollywood. I have a lot of friends. Yeah. I do. I have a lot of friends that are big. Yeah. Um, And I had friends help me like Chelsea Handler helped me. I did for like 50 Chelseas or whatever. Yeah, that's huge. Because I asked though. She's like, you know, I asked I had nothing going on and then um, then I ran into Judd and I auditioned for Love I got that and then I got this new thing but it's like yeah um, and then I did my podcast
0: yeah Tiger Belly Tiger Belly so everything's uh, well I always feel like it's funny because I I don't see you that much and when I bump into you there's uh, you have a very self-deprecating nature, as you know, and you're always like, "What do you mean?" Well, <laughs> I saw you at the premiere of Kicking It Old School, Jamie Kennedy's film, yeah, and you're yeah. like, "My career's over now. <laughs> <laughs> this movie <laughs> ended it, my career." It, it, yeah, like that's it. I think I saw you later. You're like, "Yeah, I can't work since Kicking It Old School." And then I saw you in The Dictator, and you're like, <laughs> The "Dictator," and ended, ended my career. And of course, yeah, you know, I've always no, here's the thing. I've oh, I'm a negative guy. Are you but, really, I, but I'm not it? really
1: ne- – no, no, I'm not negative. I just I, – I don't know what – it's just – I just go into everything with doom and gloom <laughs> so that if it if it turns out to be doom and gloom, I'm prepared for it. You're prepared for it. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, even the show that I'm on now, the ratings aren't great. I like the show, but it's the ratings aren't great. I feel like it, it's going to end. I don't know. It may or may not, you know, yeah.
0: but no one knows. But I'm definitely on the gloom side of it. Sure. But do you feel like now that in in Hollywood you've carved a niche out for yourself, where you are? I mean, everyone knows you now, right? And you've done enough stuff. And really, it's well. A I, mean, I, I here's wide. what I've I, I've never I never
1: made it like Dane or even Dalia or some of these guys. I mean, they're you know like look at someone like Ali Wong. She's a bigger star than me. I never really made it to that level. Doctor Ken, way bigger than me. But you know what, dude? It's like, and I sit down and I think about my life. And I'm like, what else Asian guy has done eight years on a network sketch show? Yeah. Me. Yeah. I'm the only one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've, I'm at all the three major clubs in Hollywood. I'm the guy. Yeah. Asian guy. If they're going to have a guy, I'm the guy. So it's like, so there are positives about my, about my people. Some people don't like me. It's fine. I read it on Twitter. <laughs> I do. I, My I, career's I, over, and I'm a loser, and whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I've done things that I'm aware of that's special to me. And I, um, there's really no one out there that no. kind of specifically does what I do. I'm kind of just this fat ethnic guy who's
0: foul-mouthed and self-deprecating. And that's well, fine with I, me. I, I kind of think that... Uh one of the problems with LA is is this concept of making it. Everyone has such different. Because for me and for you know millions of other people, they look at you like Bobby. You, you have made it. You you are kind of you know, you're on sort of legendary com comedy status. No, you're heading not, in that not direction. Not in that direction. But you you, you have so you have a nor such nor a nor nor. huge body of work. I have. I do. I've done a f- lot of things. But the th- here's the deal, dude. But there's always like you're like oh, but I'm not this. That is an LA it's thing. It's
1: never. But here's the thing about life. I'm never going to be happy, regardless of what is given to me or what is taken away. This is just the state that I'm going to be in. So I have to find happiness the way it is, right? But at the end of the day, there's always going to be people doing better than you. Of course. There's always going to be people that are worse off. And I'm aware of it. Could I be more positive? Yes. Yes. I just admitted that there are things in my career that I'm proud of, um, but I can't, the motivator for me to get up every day is to to prove people wrong. Interesting, yeah. Right? I have to go, I have to, there's still five or six comics in my head I need revenge on. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Revenge because they were mean to you? They or said she- something to fuck me up or, you know what I mean, they've done things. And these comics you see around? Yeah, stuff, they're yeah. around. Yeah. Some of them think that we're friends. Yeah. But th- I need revenge. <laughs> I need to win. Yeah, you need to win. Yeah, and but it, no, these are things that I probably just made up in my own head. Of course. To motivate to me. To motivate you. To get up in the morning. Yeah. To try, right? But I definitely have, and there, I know there are people out, they tell me, I know, there are people out there to get me,
0: too. What do you mean to get you?
1: That, that don't like me. Yeah. And think they that I'm garbage. Or- and yeah. um that there's Does that two bother you? Does that no, bother you? There's two name? guys I know, people we know, I'm not gonna name their names, sure. right? That when I die, they're gonna come to my grave and shit on it. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I, know for, so what, for I know It's so dramatic. But one hundred percent I know that's gonna I know one hundred percent they're gonna do it. They're gonna shit pee, come, do everything <laughs> on it, and they're gonna and they're gonna
0: celebrate. And these are comics that you see around your Every like, day hey, I see that? them. That is the craziest thing in the world to me. I don't understand why that... Because it's, 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 it's a competition. Yeah. The competition to end where? Madison Square Garden? What is, what is, so so what, is, what does revenge look like to you? What would the revenge be? What is the thing that you feel like in your head, hypothetically, if you got to, you'd be like... Here's the thing, dude. I've had revenge. Yeah. I've had
1: revenge fulfilled. Animal and here's practice. what it,
0: it looks like. First week, yeah.
1: It's just a moment, right? So I'm going to give you an example. Yeah there was an agent years ago when i first moved to la that said i would um, my agents will never sign you because y- not that you're not funny it's just that you're asian you're small there're no roles out there for you you're not going to make it
0: he told he literally, he said literally said told you're me not that gonna make he told it. me
1: that then i'm not going to name his name but he still works and years later many many years later i was in a situation where i was behind some monitors you know, for a television show. Yeah. I'm going to just name you what it was. And um, one of his clients was on the show. And he was standing next to me and back of me. I didn't know. I was looking at the monitors. And I looked back, and there he is, the guy that said that to me. Oh, wow. But now I'm in a different situation. Yeah. Right? And I looked at him. I smiled. We locked eyes. And he smiled a little bit, too. And I hugged him. I go, what's up, dude? Good to see you. And I said, as I turned back into the monitors, I won.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it felt good. It felt good. And I said
1: like a baby that night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not something that I said, or it's not like I said, "Fuck you," you know. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't any of that. He might even not know that I won. Yeah. But I know I did. Yeah. It's like those moments right there, I love. You love. Yeah. But is then, that
0: is that enough to to to, to, to quench this weird? thirst or this void fill this void those little moments it is for you for now yeah so, but then
1: it backfires too like there are there was one guy i'm not gonna name his name yeah who i just didn't think was funny and i never even, ever even said hi to him when i saw him around just in my head i'm like fuck yeah, that guy fuck that right guy. yeah nice guy i just never thought yeah he's a big star now sure
0: which happens all the and time he does it to me yeah. Oh, he gives. Yeah, you
1: yeah, yeah. He gives me a little <laughs> smile and a thing, and I look at him. I go, "You won, didn't you?" <laughs> In my head, you know what I mean. So it backfires as well. Yeah. Would yeah. you
0: ever feel uh, comfortable enough or vulnerable enough to go? Up to People like, "Hey, man, I gotta say, I discount you at first, and I no and because
1: that because then that gives him.
0: I can extra never acknowledge that.
1: Win. I can never acknowledge it because then he really wins, <laughs> right? Because now he knows that I'm aware of it. Yeah.
0: Right. So, um, no, I am not doing that. That's funny. Now you you also are one of these people I had I don't know if you know, but Eric Myers used to stay in my Oh my god in my apartment it ended ended badly. He relapsed, obviously. But um he uh he's kinda like you in the sense that he will murder and then get off stage and be like, Ugh wasn't okay, so, well, so tonight I just watched I watched your set and you murdered. I did okay. And then you get off you're like, uh fuck this audience. So what? What about that?
1: Because I don't look at the audience as whole, yeah. as a whole.
0: You look at one person who's not doing it.
1: A group, two or three. What was the group? It was what a was father it? and his wife and his son. And where did that trigger in you? What did
0: that make you think?
1: It. They were from. You can tell they're from out of town. Yeah. You could tell that they're on like some sort of vacation. We're in Hollywood. Let's look at comedy. <laughs> you can tell that they maybe maybe have religious affiliations. Okay. You could tell that as soon as I got on stage, they' just I just wasn't their style oh. right that they wanted observational humor interesting, And just remember going in my head on like, and I just I just hate conservative people,
0: yeah, you hate I, them, but you want them to like you
1: no it's not that it's just that you know we live in, in America where it's free speech, I have certain things that I have points of views about things. I can express myself however the fuck I want. Yeah. And in my the back of my head, it's going to sound crazy. And this is probably false. but But I've noticed this when I'm on the road, like if I'm in the south. Sure. Immediately when I get on stage, because I'm so loud and I'm so kind of crazy, that white people turn off because they want us to be quiet and in the shadows.
0: That is so interesting to me. Right,
1: I, it, I mean, I can feel, I can see it in there. Like they leave. Well, when you, I'm in the south, I'll there, uh, There's always a group of whites that halfway during my show, they'll get up as a group.
0: And leave. And you think it's because they think Asians should be quiet? I'm literally asking you if you. It's think not it's that, true.
1: that 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 we should be quiet. I, I don't think they they even think about it. But I think that that I think it's the it's like he's being crude. Yeah. And he's swearing and he's talking about masturbation. But if you're a white or, or guy, does do it, doing but that. if it was a white guy, they would forgive it.
0: Interesting. It's like too much cognitive distance for them. Right, right. right.
1: I think as a white guy, they'd be like, he's edgy. He's from the city,
0: so yeah. we're gonna
1: be open to it. Yeah. But with me, it's like no. Yeah, you you know, do our laundry.
0: Wow, you know. Whereas in Hollywood, that cognitive distance kind of pays off because people look at you, and then you're talking about getting your butthole eaten by a, a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Asia, where was it? Singapore, Th- Thailand, Thailand, and uh, and it kills. So yeah, but that's that's I, like if I
1: do that bid in the Midwest. Yeah, it doesn't. Wow. It makes people feel very uncomfortable. And it's like, <laughs> of course. And I'm like, it really did happen, though. I was in Thailand yeah. and this lady ate my butthole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, and, but and why is what, that wrong? It's not wrong at all. And one of the things I like best about you is you were you, you very honest and you're very vulnerable on stage. And it's, it's really amazing to watch. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions because now you probably have to take off. But, uh, what time is it now? Uh, it is 8 30? 9 We have a lot of time.
1: We have a lot of time. Okay, cool. We have a lot of time. Don't rush it.
0: Good. I saw you. Uh, do you want anything else? You want to no, no 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 tea.
1: You drop your phone.
0: Uh, okay. So one. Uh, I think I asked you this once before about having a special. You, you okay? Ha- have you shot a special? Okay. Is it something you want to do, or is it something that you are kind of like?
1: That's the big question, huh?
0: Well, it's That's one of the questions. Co- it's a big question because that people you, always ask. Because Bobby, you're one of the. You. I mean, honestly, you're one of the best. So it, it's sort of. It's like out of
1: fear. What's I don't f- want to do. Uh, here's the here's here's the thing. And this is gonna probably work against me, but um, I don't. You know, places like Netflix. Uh, like a couple of years ago, we f- put out some feelings. Well, they have to come and see you if I, you know, a bunch of times, and we don't know, you know, this and that. It's like, just give it to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And that's probably the wrong approach.
0: I understand. But uh, here's the thing,
1: though. Here's the thing, okay? You know, I'm a regular at the Cellar in New York. I'm a regular in all the clubs in L.A. Yeah. I've done a lot. And I'm just not really right now, you know, I don't want to, you know, I've been in around a long time. And I just, I'm not in a position right now, just, just through my self-esteem, to grovel. To grovel. Okay? Yeah. Has Comedy Central offered? Yeah. Could I do one in other places? Probably. And I am going to do one now. And I'm not going to tell you why I'm going to do one. But it's another war I have to win.
0: Revenge against someone else. Three
1: three or four people. Yeah. Okay, because he talks shit.
0: In the Laugh Factory? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, some. Okay.
1: You know, it's like, here's another thing I want to say to those to those oh I just w- wrote another hour you know how you see every year a comic will go it's a new oh, thing in the last seven months I just wrote another yeah, hour Lucy Reed right? kind of started yeah hey um your like hour sucks yeah and I saw your special yeah but I can't say that out loud you know it's, it course. makes me so- sound negative yeah right but here's the thing Bill I'm definitely gonna do one um I'm trying to figure out when this sitcom's gonna end Right, I have another five, ep- five, se- five episodes I have to do, and you're in on
0: January b- you're on the bubble in terms of it getting picked up. you don't know,
1: we're on the bubble, yeah, so I just gotta f- figure out what's going on, but right now, for right now, you know, I did Breya improv, I sold out that six hundred seat, you know, yeah, it's uh, huge. I only did Saturday and Sunday, and I sold 14, 1,500 tickets, so That's pretty big Bobby, yeah. I don't really need to do a special to make to get people to come out. Yeah. So I'm fine. Yeah. But thank you for asking. Well, but I am going to do one.
0: You're also, and I mean, maybe if the show gets picked I'm up. I'm lazy as well. Well, you, look, you could be lazy if you have money. You know what I mean? And if yeah. you have third season money for your TV show, maybe you just self-produce it and have someone follow you around and film you without you knowing it. Like Jerry Simon, like uh, like Adam Sandler did. For yeah, his yeah. Initial. But... I mean, your comedy is obviously in a great place right now. I I feel like as I've seen you on stage, you feel really, you look, you're crushing, and you seem really confident in your material. Yeah. Also, I'm, you know,
1: also on the show, I'm I'm acting with Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Oliver Hudson, um. You know, Ellen DeGeneres is producing the show. I'm in a good spot. Yeah. Okay. And don't try to bring me down. Yeah. Okay, Bill. With me? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry to bring you up. I'm I know. But just don't. See. You know what I mean? Just don't try to fucking. You know what I mean? I think, relax. I think you're fucking. Amazing. I think you're relax. <laughs> I need you to relax.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Give me a. Give you what? Give me a uh, like a five year idea of where it is. What where is what is this revenge thing that you talked about look like down the line? I know you said moments, but is there something where you go? Well, you, you, will you, Bobby Lee, will f- feel like you landed a little bit? Where you kind of go? Hey, maybe it's time for me to chill the fuck out because I hit here. There is no end. There is no end. No, Everyone has a goal. No, 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 no. Because I'll
1: tell you why. Because it's, the thing is is that. Um, this is going to sound sad, but years ago, I was lost in Hollywood Boulevard. I was like walking around. I was trying to find a taxi because this was before Uber. <laughs> yeah. And I was on Hollywood Boulevard and it was on these side streets. And I, I I walked by this really kind of bad apartment building. It looked like a hotel, yeah, but a crack one. Mm-hmm. In They're the second over. floor, I hear, Hey, kid! <laughs> and I look up, and it's Kip Adada. You know Kip Adada? From? So you don't even know who he is. Rad? What? Where's he from? You don't know Kip Adada?
0: Say it again. It Kip
1: Adada. Kip Adada. Is it comic? You don't know? No, Do Bobby! You, I'm asking you a question. Do you I, know who Kip is? I thought is? I did. I don't think I do. You don't know, Just to say you don't know who
0: he is. I don't know who he is. I
1: know the name. Okay, so Kip done the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson many times. Um, you know, he was for, came up with Shandling and all those guys, right? Okay. Kip Adada, so funny, this dude. He's an old man. But when I saw him, he was an old man, but I knew him. And he was living in this like apartment or something. Hotel up there. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't look fancy. yeah. And I thought to myself, this dude is 70 years old. This dude will never leave Hollywood. Yeah. He will claw his way, you know, or he'll die there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it made me feel sad because that's me.
0: (laughs) Right? It's like
1: I I won't – like look at you, Bill, right? You're in this apartment here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right right you're in this apartment
1: yeah right Jamie masada owns this building right
0: yeah
1: how old are you i'm old you're in your 40s right i'm 40 yeah, yeah. you are in your 40s yeah yeah <laughs> why you, why won't you admit it ah uh, that's one time that's another it. thing yeah. <laughs> it is depressing
0: it, no it's not really depressing yeah it just i'm just saying though yeah. but
1: listen you know y- you're the same yeah you're the same as kipadata sure i'm the same as kipadata yeah we're never going to leave. We're never going to leave Hollywood. We're going to crawl. Because if we were, right? Like I have a friend named Jonathan Gottsick who moved to, he's now a professor at a college. But he a funny stand-up. He, he gave it a 10-year shot and he left. Yeah. Right? My friend Dave Pierre back in the day. Do you know Dave? I know that. name. He won, he, he did every, in the 90s, he was like, did every other commercial audition he would get it. Yeah. He was like a skinny fucker. He became a teacher and kids and he lives in the suburbs somewhere. Yeah. Living a life. Joy Marmo, He's got five kids. He lives on the East Coast somewhere. He's like an insurance guy. Yeah. There's so many of them. Thousands.
0: Now, are you envious of these people that you're referring no. to?
1: But what I'm saying though is, is that if I was one of those, I would have left. Yeah. And just done something else. But I like the suffering. Yeah. And you do too. For sure. There's something in you that's like I have to make it. It's so sad. Yeah. You we really have to th- analyze what we're doing here. <laughs> because you have kids.
0: I have a daughter. Yeah.
1: You do? I do have. A Where? Daughter, yeah. She's up at Berkeley. But see, you're not with her, are you? No. You're not with the mother. It was a one night stand. So what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that daughter, do you see that daughter? Yeah,
0: not as much as I'd like to, but yeah,
1: I see her. Well, how many times a year?
0: Four or five. Yeah, not as much games. as she, yeah,
1: not not to the point where she's like, oh, my dad was always always around. Yeah, no, right. No. Yeah, and th- you know why? Because you're gonna be here forever.
0: That's maybe part of the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> There's other reasons too. Yeah, you get it too well, but I'm gonna
1: five, tell you this yes. though, right? Look at Johnny yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, right. Yes. And his daughter. Yes. And his wife. Yes. You wife. Yeah. But he's back in L.A.
0: Yeah, I agree. Why? Because he's Capodotto.
1: Because he wants to compete. Yeah, he wants to stay in it. Yeah, it's a sad dilemma we're in.
0: So why does it have to be a sad dilemma? Why isn't there something sort of like beautiful and heroic and yet tragic? Because I'll
1: tell you why. Because last night, this is the I know I don't know when you're going to air this, but the the night last night was Thanksgiving, Uh and went down to San Diego with my girlfriend to go to my cousin's house, my cousin Jennifer. Jenny Lee, she's got, I'm 12 years older than her. She's got two beautiful kids, a husband. They live in a beautiful house, right? Then my other cousins are there with grown adult children, and there's, like, love Yeah. and a real life, baseball games, you know? Uh, What do you call it when the teacher, when the student, when the parent goes to the, school
0: parent teacher conference yeah that there's yeah. that
1: <laughs> event right there's um, the witnessing of your child walking for the first time sure all those things I've never experienced mm-hmm. all those things I robbed myself because of this dream
0: why can't you have those now why can't you have a kid now why is it possible you have a girlfriend that you love obviously I know
1: but c- I'll tell you why some people can do it um, Al Madrigal did it Steve Byrne is doing it Joe Rogan's done it um, I'm trying to think Ali Wong is do- doing it But then there are comics like Me Chris D'Elia. We haven't done it And I feel like In order for me to Continue to do stand up every night I had to be childlike Uh huh so I live like a child. Uh-huh. I I can't the stress of having a kid and also doing spots every night, and going on the road. It's depressing as it is. I can't. I feel like the pressure of having to provide for uh-huh. children and paying mortgage. I I mean I'm paying mortgage now, but like,
0: you know, have you thought about the possibility that having a kid will just like open your entire world up and opportunities? Well, that's so what Bill
1: Burr told me to. Burgo's it's gonna change me
0: yeah I hear that from everybody
1: it's tr- it's a trick
0: <laughs> it's a trick
1: yeah invented by who it's a trick invented by people that have the children in their head I, this is what I believe that they're like it's so nightmarish that they want to you know it's like some evil guy having AIDS and then like giving other people AIDS purposely <laughs> Saying that, no, but this is no that, that them saying this no. This is it feels good. It's like you're having a 24-hour orgasm, right? Uh-huh. There's vitamin C in it, and then they inject you, and then you have AIDS, <laughs> and then you're like, I have to make other people so. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Here's the problem, man, with your logic here. What? So you're looking at these people who are married with kids, and like they're so happy and they have love, and you're also comparing having kids to having AIDS. So. I
1: I feel like Bill Burr and all those guys have AIDS, <laughs> but they're pretending they don't, right? Yeah. And then once I have it, they're going to be like,
0: yeah, gotcha, or whatever. Or maybe we're living like we have AIDS, and they're taking to cure of AIDS. That could also be the case. Yeah. That could also be the and case. You're not taking the cure for AIDS right now by having a baby. Yeah, you're right. Does your girlfriend want a baby? Do you guys talk about You must talk about it. No woman above 30 will not talk about it.
1: Yeah, I want to have one with her. But the problem is, we have a podcast.
0: Oh, you can't have a baby if you have a podcast. Well, That's, it's it's a
1: full time business.
0: How how many times you do it a week?
1: Once a week, we make a lot of money from it. It's doing well. Um, we have, we're incorporated. We have merch. We have ads. We have all these things, you know. And it's like, we have a lot of responsibility here, man. Yeah. Anyway, what time is it? <laughs>
0: Uh, it's nine fifty.
1: I can do five more minutes. You can do five more minutes. Yeah, All right. Yeah.
0: Well, I want this to be. Bobby po- let's, Lee. Go let's go positive. Do you think I've been being negative? Yeah, I
1: think you're being negative. You're trying to trap me into a corner.
0: <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Bobby, I don't want to be. So I want. What do you
1: what, what are you doing with women right now? Um, do you have a girl specifically? Uh, yeah. Where? She's around. Is she comic? No. Does sh- she work for a comic
0: club? No. What does she do? She does. Uh, she she has her own business. She's really she's much smarter than me. Did she spend a night here? Has she? Yeah, she has.
1: But does she normally? Where do you sleep normally with her?
0: Uh No, n- normally she doesn't sleep here. No. You sleep over there. Uh we mix it back and forth. Yeah.
1: You don't see her that often.
0: Not every day no. It's, it's new. No. What? It's been around. Bobby, this is my fucking podcast. I, I dictate the jokes here. <laughs> no. No,
1: I want to ask you some questions. Um because you're always a guy, right? You're a good looking guy. You are. For a comic, I you used to be cuter. I should be cuter. No, you used to be. You're wow, still cute that now.
0: So you said you want to be positive. It
1: is positive. You're still cute now. <laughs> but you used to be really cute. With
0: like your long gay cl-
1: cute? What? Like gay cute. No, not gay cute, dude. Head real cute, bro yeah but what I'm saying is that I always have imagined you with uh, really like the top of the line um and always in it like dalia
0: no i'm not I'm not Dalia's
1: the king is he not
0: he he he's yeah he's yeah. he's doing well he's doing I, I well. know I never think about i never thought about um women that attract me are, are they have to be smart they have to be funny that's the number one thing here's another
1: thing about like about you, and I've always noticed about like, yeah you know, the way you cross your legs.
0: I cross my legs like a chick, huh?
1: I do the same thing. Look,
0: I know. I remember people said that's so gay how you cross your legs. Like, why is that gay?
1: You gotta do like this thing with the with the V. No, you I'll to tell be you straight.
0: what. When I was a kid,
1: I'll end with this. <laughs> when I was a kid, I worked at a coffee shop called the Panikin. Uh-huh. It's right across the street from the, from the comedy store. And I there was this one. I used to love a band called Drive Like Jehu. Right, They were like an emo punk kind of a band, right? Math Rock. Yeah. I love them. And Rick, their lead singer, one time came into the Panican. I don't know him. I'm just a fan. Yeah. And he, he, looked, he looked just like a homeless person. I love when one of my rock stars look homeless. <laughs> yeah. And he had a coffee, and he sat down, and he sat like this. And I remember for a whole year, me trying to bend my legs to do it, and I conditioned my legs to do this.
0: Are you serious? So you couldn't originally? What? You couldn't originally?
1: I couldn't originally do it. Yeah. Huh. I it's thought that was... who's that?
0: No, that's uh, my neighbor's uh. friend.
1: I thought that was... Um, what's his name? Anyway, thanks for having me. Wait, hold on real quick. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what, do you,
0: what do you want to plug? What do you want to talk
1: about? Let's talk about your, your TV show is what? It's splitting Up Together, on Tuesday what? nights, 9.30 on, on ABC. On ABC. I'm on... Um, I have a podcast called tiger belly podcast, every monday which is obviously a huge hit it's a hit so we don't need to i'm plug. also um when does this come out
0: I'll, I'll fast track it we'll make it come out soon when next, next week
1: or if it's next week then i'm th- when you're listening to this i'll be this weekend i'll be in arlington the draft house the draft house virginia that place, yeah i'm playing there and then sometime in december i'm in the san diego comedy company Okay. Doing a weekend there. Um, Do you like the road still? No, I hate it. But
0: anyway, I'll see you guys there. (laughs) Bobby Lee, I love you. I love you, man. Thank you for doing the after laugh. good. Good night. Thanks again.